But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. 2012, the Colbert Report landed a new sponsor, Nabisco Wheat Thins. As host Stephen Colbert said that night, he is always happy to take sponsorship money. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much. Folks, regular viewers, 
of this show know that a couple of times a year, the network sometimes asks me to do an integrated sponsorship, which I love. The money's green and I'm in. When he announced the new sponsorship, he told the audience there was more to Wheat Thins than they probably thought. Now, a little brought to you by credit is usually it. But tonight, we have a product too important. Because tonight, it's Wheat Thins. What happened next was interesting. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Stephen, how important could Wheat Thins be? Yeah, I used to think that way too. <laughs> Until I received this actual memo from Wheat Thins. Detailing for my sponsorship purposes what the role of Wheat Thins is in our lives. Colbert took the opportunity to read from the advertiser's actual strategy memo, which had been sent along as background material to help him understand the Wheat Thins brand. Now, the team at Nabisco has broken down the Wheat Thins core message into two distinct categories. What is the role of the brand and what's not the role of the brand? <laughs> Bullet point one. Wheat Thins are the perfect snacking sidekick whenever, wherever, and for whatever, okay? What's it go with? Cheese? Yes. Hummus? Sure. A discarded strip of truck tire? It can handle it. Colbert continued reading from the advertising memo, which I don't believe was meant for broadcast. I would love to pour this whole box in my mouth right now. But the memo clearly states that we can't show overconsumption. That is a brand don't. You see, the serving size for Wheat Thins is 16 crackers. So as delicious as they are, I shouldn't eat more than 16. And also, if they are shown out of the box, like in a bowl, there should only be a max of 16. Stephen Colbert wasn't just welcoming a new sponsor, he was openly mocking that sponsor. And you know what? That is the way, that is the way it should be. Because when you think about it, and they have, 16 is the perfect number of Wheat Thins to keep you on the path to and proud of doing what you love to do, no matter what that is. No matter what. Driving kids to practice, watching a movie, arson, no judgment. Showing excerpts from the memo up on the screen, the crowd howled at the high-minded advertising philosophy surrounding a cracker. Now, I want to reiterate, I cannot say this too many times, that this is an actual memo from Wheatons that I received. And I just want to make sure you understood that before I informed you that Wheatons are not a crusader or rebel looking to change individual paths or the world. No! In case you're wondering what Wheatons thought of Colbert's rant, Nabisco issued a statement after the airing saying that millennials had traditionally thought of Wheatons as boring. But by pairing the product with Colbert, Nabisco felt they had successfully made Wheat Thins, quote, fun, relevant, and edgy. That episode of The Colbert Report was the third highest rated show to date, and the seven-minute segment of Mockery got over 760,000 views. Mockery as an advertising strategy 
is not for the faint of heart. It's rare that a brand will invite ridicule, as Wheatthins did with Colbert. More often, a brand will choose to do the mocking and heap scorn on another brand to further its cause. Sometimes that mockery is good-natured, sometimes it's biting, sometimes it's thinly veiled, and, at other times, it's flat-out bloodshed. But that's the risk when brands mock other brands. You're under the influence. All marketing is war. It is a heated competition between companies to gain more market share, claim the hill, and plant their flag at the top. That war is sometimes fought quietly, with strategic marketing plans, product innovations, and a keen eye for opportunity. At other times, blood is spilled. Think of when Avis threw a marketing grenade at Hertz in the 60s, and all-out combat was declared. Or the Cola Wars of the 80s, when Pepsi went after Coke with every piece of artillery it had. Sometimes during those conflicts, a brand will call out another brand and compare their features side by side in their advertising. Sometimes a brand will attempt to discredit a competitive product with superiority claims or customer testimonials. Then sometimes, something else happens. A brand will actually mock another brand. Back in the late 80s, I was a copywriter at an advertising agency called Shiat Day. Our biggest client was Nissan, and we were launching the new 300ZX. It was a fast and sleek automobile, and we advertised the car as a worthy option to other high-end sports cars. To put an even finer point on that claim, we created a sticker that went on the 300ZX rearview mirrors in showrooms. So, when potential customers sat in the car and glanced up at the mirror, it said, Porsche goes here. We did that for two reasons. One, to position the 300ZX as a fast automobile, and two, to openly mock Porsche. Granted, it was done with some humor, but it was mocking nonetheless. The automobile category is one of the most competitive in the marketing world, and auto manufacturers are the biggest advertisers. That makes it ripe for war. During the Sochi Olympics, Cadillac began airing a new TV commercial. It opened with a man looking at his very expensive swimming pool. Then he addresses the camera and begins walking through his very expensive house. Why do we work so hard? For what? For this? For stuff? Other countries, they work, they stroll home, they stop by the cafe, they take August off. Off. Why aren't you like that? Why aren't we like that? Because we're crazy, driven, hard-working believers, that's why. Those other countries think we're nuts. Whatever. We're the Wright brothers insane? Bill Gates, Les Paul, Ali. Were we nuts when we pointed to the moon? That's right. We went up there, you know what we got? Bored. So we left. Got a car up there, left the keys in it. Do you know why? 
because we're the only ones going back up there, that's why. But I digress. It's pretty simple. You work hard, you create your own luck, and you gotta believe anything is possible. As for all the stuff, that's the upside of only taking two weeks off in August. Nespa? At the end of the ad, the man gets into his electric hybrid Cadillac. It was a commercial that stirred up a lot of controversy. First, the ad took a poke at European countries that, quote, work, stroll home, stop by the cafe, and take August off, suggesting hard-working countries like the U.S. wouldn't dream of being that lackadaisical. It was an interesting message to put out there during the Olympics, where all countries come together to celebrate decidedly different values. Many also felt it was an offensive philosophy that celebrated the unbridled pursuit of all things material. Meanwhile, all this controversy gave rival Ford an idea. The creative director on the Ford account contacted Detroit Dirt, an organization that promotes composting and sustainable living, and he asked co-founder Passion Murray to star in a commercial. Ford then shot that commercial by mirroring the Cadillac ad shot by shot, but inserted an anti-materialistic theme of sustainability instead. Why do I work so hard? For what? For this? For dirt? Other countries, they work. They stroll to the market and buy locally grown food. Locally. Why aren't we like that? Well, more and more of us are like that. Because we're crazy entrepreneurs trying to make the world better. Some people might think we're nuts. Whatever. Me? I collect food scraps from restaurants. Manure from zoos. Manure. Do you know why? To keep this stuff out of landfills and use it. To make good, rich dirt. That's why. Yeah, look. It's pretty simple. You work hard. You believe that anything is possible. And you try to make the world better. You try. As for helping the city grow good, green, healthy vegetables, that's the upside of giving a damn. N'est-ce pas? At the end of that commercial, Murray gets into a Ford C-Max hybrid. The Ford commercial was clearly mocking the Cadillac message by articulating a contrasting version of the American dream. It also raised an interesting question. Did Ford drive a ton of attention to Cadillac by mocking it? In other words, when Ford decided to mock Cadillac, did hundreds of thousands of people watch the Cadillac ad in order to appreciate the Ford commercial? The answer would have to be yes. Whether that bump in viewers resulted in positive impressions would be the more interesting question. When one brand decides to mock another, it's different than ambush marketing where a brand shows up uninvited and tries to hijack an event without paying millions of dollars to be an official sponsor. And it's different from a parody, which is usually done for comedic effect. A campaign that mocks is a statement. It is born of contempt, where one brand tries to ridicule the other by using its own philosophy or features against it. In another automobile skirmish, Mercedes created an amusing TV commercial showing chickens dancing to the Diana Ross song, Upside Down. Three, two, 
shows several chickens being held by white-gloved hands. The hands gently move the chickens, helping them dance to the music. While the chicken bodies sway, their heads remain sublimely still, providing an offbeat demonstration of Mercedes' suspension system. It's a funny video that you can watch on our website. At the end, a graphic on the screen says, Stability at all times, magic body control, Mercedes-Benz. Three months later, rival Jaguar released a commercial mocking Mercedes. It, too, showed a pair of white gloves holding a single chicken, gently helping it dance to a song similar to Upside Down. Then, the man holding the chicken says, See? It's just like a Mercedes. But then... There is a sudden growl, and a flutter of feathers floats to the ground. The camera pans to the right and reveals a real jaguar cat licking its lips, having apparently swallowed the chicken. The graphic says, Magic body control? We prefer cat-like reflexes. Jaguar. Jag had scoffed at the refined claim of body magic in favor of raw power. I suspect Jaguar wouldn't have mocked Mercedes so openly just a few years ago, but it recently changed its tagline to say, It's good to be bad. And this new brand positioning gives it more latitude to push the boundaries in the overly refined luxury car category. And we'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're enjoying this episode, why not dip into our archives? Available wherever you download your pods. Go to terryoreilly.ca for a master episode list. The beer category is another sector that is highly competitive because each share point is worth millions of dollars. Back in 2009, Miller created an unusual campaign to run in the Super Bowl. The brewer decided to create ads that criticized other brands for spending $3 million for 30-second spots while in the middle of a recession. In particular, they were clearly mocking rival Anheuser-Busch, a perennial Super Bowl advertiser. Anheuser had purchased 4 minutes and 30 seconds of airtime for a total of $15 million. And Miller was clearly saying that amount was an out-of-touch extravagance. So, Miller first ran this commercial in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. It featured their longtime delivery man spokesperson complaining about the cost of Super Bowl ads, saying all Miller High Life would need is a one-second commercial. Man, did you hear that advertisers are paying like $3 million for a 30-second commercial? That's like $100,000 a second. Okay, how big the game is. Who got $3 million? I tell you what, if High Life had a spot, all we need is a second. At the end of the ad, a graphic said, The one-second commercial. Watch for it on the big game. As promised, Miller High Life created a one-second commercial where their spokesperson just yelled out, High Life! But just before the Super Bowl, NBC yanked the commercial and directed its affiliates not to run it. The network said the ad was disparaging to advertisers who had paid to be in the big game. But everyone read between the lines and knew Miller's scorn was directed at Anheuser-Busch. Many wondered if Anheuser had put pressure on NBC to block the Miller ad. But NBC said they had received no such request. When news leaked that the Miller High Life one-second ad had been pulled from the Super Bowl, newspapers all over the country covered the story. Miller still managed to air the one-second commercial in more than 100 markets nationwide. They just had to run it on smaller, local stations instead of major markets. It was an interesting strategy. First, Miller got almost as much publicity as a result of being confined to small markets as they would have had they paid millions of dollars for the big markets. Secondly, the strategy of mocking Anheuser-Busch for spending lavishly during a recession played right into Miller's value positioning, as the brand was priced 20% lower than premium beer. Lastly, the one-second ad campaign and its subsequent publicity worked. Sales of Miller High Life were up 5% the week before the Super Bowl and 8.6% the week after. High Life! In the end, mocking the rival was good for business.
Samsung has gained incredible market share in the mobile phone category over the last few years. And it has done so by mocking Apple outright in its advertising. Maybe the most famous of those ads was when Samsung openly mocked the way Apple fans will stand in line for hours just to get their hands on the latest iPhone. The spot was entitled iSheep. It begins by showing people standing in line for hours in Chicago, San Francisco, and New York. Hey, they're saying that this phone's going to be like a precious jewel. Ooh, I love that. The headphone jack is going to be on the bottom. I heard the connector is all digital. What? What does that even mean? Who knows? I'm psyched. As the Apple fans excitedly talk about the new iPhone, one guy in line is using a Samsung Galaxy S3. Two guys beside him notice and say, I guess that Galaxy S3 didn't work out. No, I, I love the GS3. It's extremely awesome. I'm just saving a spot in line for someone. That's not cool. Then the Apple fans notice two guys touch their Samsung phones together. What is that? Hey, what'd you just do? Oh, I just sent him a playlist. By touching phones? Yep. Simple as that. It's the Galaxy S3. Then, in a funny payoff to the guy holding a place in line for someone else, we discover who that someone else is. Hey! Hey, Mom, Dad. Oh, thanks for holding our spot. The faces on the two Apple guys hilariously drop, as the older parents make the iPhone seem like it's not hip at all. Then, another person in line spots a friend walking by. Hey, man. Oh, hey. How's it going? Saved you a spot. I moved on. But you're not going to miss all this? Uh, I got the Samsung GS3 now. This one's 4G. Yeah, we've had that for a while. This one's got a big screen. This one has a bigger one. And we can share videos instantly. You can watch a video while you're sending an email. Well, we're going to get that for sure. Maybe not this time, but the next time, right? The ad ends by saying, The next big thing is already here. The Samsung Galaxy S3. The commercial mocked Apple nine ways to Sunday. It mocked the eight-hour lineups. It mocked the appeal of the iPhone to older generations. It mocked the lack of features. And it mocked the fact Apple fans would still line up for a phone they know offered less. Apple retaliated with a little mocking of its own when it ran a print ad touting their green initiatives. The headline said, There are some ideas we want every company to copy. Without saying it, the ad mocked Samsung, as Apple was currently in court suing Samsung for copying its technology. But Apple can't complain too loudly about being mocked, because it kind of invented the genre. Hello, I'm a Mac. And I'm a PC. Oh, hey, iPod, nice. Yeah, it's just a little something to hold my slow jams. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, and it works so seamlessly with iTunes. You should check out iMovie, iPhoto, iWeb, because they all work like iTunes. You know, oh. iLife. Comes on every Mac. iLife. Well, I, I have some very cool apps that are bundled with, with me. Well, like, what do you, what do you got? <laughs> Calculator. That's yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Clock. A cl clock. Sounds, like, sounds yep. like hours of fun. Yeah. Or at least uh, minutes. The Get a Mac series is probably the most famous campaign to mock another brand. Apple was personified by cool actor Justin Long, and Microsoft was represented by a decidedly uncool John Hodgman. Or, as the world really knew, it was Steve Jobs talking to Bill Gates. 
over 66 commercials were made, running from 2006 to 2009. The genius of the Getamax series was that it mocked Microsoft relentlessly, but it took the curse off the campaign by having Mac be kind to the PC character, throwing an arm around the lovable loser. Apple's share of the computer desktop market more than doubled during the run of the campaign, and its stock price rose over 140%. Microsoft's stock price barely moved. It was one of the most vicious attack campaigns in recent history, a skillful iron fist tucked inside a velvet glove. At a rare talk back in 2007, Jobs and Gates were being interviewed together on stage. When Jobs was asked about the Get a Mac campaign, he turned, looked at Gates, and said, The art of those commercials is not to be mean, but it's actually for the guys to like each other. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks! The laughter you hear is the crowd-watching Bill Gates' reaction. He doesn't buy it for a second. When a brand decides to take the philosophy and inherent brand characteristics of a rival and wield them as a weapon, it's a nasty business. It's one thing to claim superiority or to use customer testimonials to state your case, but when you attack a company's convictions, it usually means war. When Samsung mocked Apple, Apple mocked Samsung right back. When Jaguar mocked Mercedes, Mercedes mocked Jag within days. When Apple mocked Microsoft, Microsoft eventually retaliated. Mocking instigates reprisal. So, as an advertising strategy, you have to be prepared to don some armor. It's interesting that, historically, it was usually small brands with small budgets that used mockery as rocket fuel to gain attention. But today, ridicule is no longer the domain of the Davids. Goliaths like Samsung, Apple, Jaguar, Mercedes, Ford, and Miller happily partake. While it may work, it can also feel a little unseemly as an advertising strategy. Because at the end of the day, you're heaping scorn on your potential customers, which is a strange way to try and entice them. Begging the question, do the ends justify the means? But maybe at the end of the day, Stephen Colbert summed it up best when he said, the money's green and I'm in when you're under the influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly. Yeah, hi, Terry. I noticed Steve Jobs mocked Microsoft. He mocked other computer companies. He mocked other smartphones. And when you think about it, he even mocked turtlenecks. Under the Influence was produced at Pirate Toronto. Sound engineer, Keith Oman. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre.
Series Coordinator, Debbie O'Reilly. Research, Lama Bulagi. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Terry O. Influence. Okay, I won't beat around the bush. I like the cut of your jib. And your jib would look even better in an Under the Influence t-shirt. You'll find them on our shop page at terryoreilly.ca slash shop. See you next week. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.